Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio, episode 25. We got a lot of good information in today's episode. We talk about a couple of really, really insightful books that Slager and I are reading. First one, 80-20 principle. Well, I already read it, but I went back and read it. Uh, the 80-20 principle. We're going to talk about six small things that you can incorporate into your day that can help you develop a higher level of overall happiness. These things, I, I know I said six, but probably take total about an hour to two hours a day out of your total day to do. That if you can do some sort of variation of these things, you're going to have a higher overall level of happiness. We talk about developing trust over multiple interactions. Um, and we kind of talk about my sales job with that, um, transparency in business, the right business practices, uh, different things that I've taken from my job that I've learned about developing trust um, and being persistent. And when, it, when you're focusing on really want something, going after it. Slager, what else we get into? Let me just start by saying that was a very soothing intro. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. <laughs> Today we get into, I was just like, ooh, smooth jazz. Yeah, but she's some jazz music in the background. <laughs> or like the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. I love it. Nice. You, uh, you just reeled me in with the calmness. I got you, bro. I felt, felt at peace when we started this, this episode here. What's going on, everyone? Uh, yeah, so we also get into a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. We really deep dive into a few things. Do not neglect the introduction in books. Uh, I got a lot of really good stuff just from the introduction piece alone from this book before the chapters even started rolling. Uh, so really pay attention to everything that, uh, that the book is there to offer. Then we get into focusing on what's going right in the world, um, whether it's a social political issue or a personal issue going on with you or with your personal business or at, at your regular job, whatever it is, we always tend to focus on everything going wrong and then we end up dealing with one drama after the next. Everything in, this, in, in your world is this big issue. It's all small stuff. Don't let the small stuff derail you. Um, and it's it's easy to say that, but kind of find what what really is worth getting getting bent over. And it's like, man, all this stuff is just driving me in the ground. Don't let it. Uh, then we talk about, like I said, things going right. There's a lot of things still going well in the world. Uh, you still have a lot of things going well for you. Thing, good things happen for you, too. Uh, but just take a look at like okay things need to improve here and here but what can I control and what is still going right so you're still doing you're doing okay uh, don't let the small stuff get you down at all uh, so we kind of deep dive into and some serious book talk and uh, we get into some good lessons learned and, and how to navigate some of the some of the, what we think the rougher waters are but sometimes we just got to let the, the current carry us a little bit and, and be okay with that path of least resistance I love it they're gonna so, get a lot out of it I, I was a big fan of this episode it was like uh, kind of like your intro Tim this was like a little calmer episode I felt like we were just kind of kind of smooth jazzing our way through some really good really good stuff here so um, really hope you guys enjoy this episode take away some good things and uh, without further ado further ado wait wait go. wait one, one more thing one more thing oh, oh, oh. if you love the episode with further ado if you love the episode if you enjoyed something small about it please leave a review we we value every single thing you have to say about us and we want to hear how we can make it better how we can deliver more value to you how to make it more applicable anything you want to say please leave us a review we we appreciate everything you have to say and 
iTunes, Spotify, major hitters. We're working on the SoundCloud, too. Um, yeah, right. good, good little plug there, Tim. Right. And without further ado, Dan Fusen, take it away. sales job because it's different than most sales jobs we in terms of our like job description and what we do we see everything from the from the initial cold call to the contract signing to the sizing to the in- install of the account when we deliver them like we we don't just get a fresh set of leads when we start this job like we have to see everything from the beginning through its fruition like till the end which is cool and they, and they say like it usually takes about seven to ten touches to finally gain someone's trust and get them to sign off on you but sometimes it takes more than that sometimes sometimes it takes less but that's usually what we see and then you have to be their guide like their safe passage guide yeah through the whole thing still right at the end of the day like i'm not trying to like sell you to switch dust i'm not telling trying to sell you my company i'm trying to guide you toward a better solution and situation than what you're doing now which is ultimately what i'm doing but you have to you have to be a guide for them and show show them the right way, show them the path, show them that what you offer is better than the other people, and they're going to be getting the most value out of you. Guide them towards that decision because it's a gradual decision they have to make. They're not just going to make it overnight. That's what I'm trying to say. How much do you think stuff like that gets overlooked when it's like, oh, I want to go into sales, a lot of money in sales. Yeah, that, well, that you you don't know how much more patience you really need to have than you thought you might. Yeah. Just like any, this, this applies to anything, but I think people just, people, sales is always attractive to someone because they see it at the surface level. They see, oh, you have the opportunity to make more money. Uh, oh, it's, it's a people person job, and I'm a people person, so people person job plus money potential. Oh, I'm all for it. It should be pretty easy, but there's a lot under the surface that people overlook. Like people, people always see their idols and their leaders and the people who they want to aspire to be at the top of the mountain. On Instagram with all their money with all the attractive things but no one sees the alleged money sometimes yeah no one sees the hard work behind it and the things that you, you don't see and the, the difficulties that come up that's uh, just not sexy right exactly pe- to most people because mm-hmm. and why do you think that is because you don't like that's when you fuck up the most mm-hmm. that's when you make your mistakes it's when you're not as smart as you thought you were. That's when you're not as creative as you thought you were. That's when you need to reach out for more help than you thought you were going to have to mm-hmm. do, spend more money than you thought you were going to have to spend, uh, go long over some deadlines that you didn't think it was going to take that long, but things are always going to take longer than you think they will. Mm-hmm. That's what all that shows. Exactly. And, like That's just not a sexy piece of the pie. But you know what? Sometimes that's the one that you need to have the most revealing because mm-hmm. otherwise you mislead people into what entrepreneurship really is. Yeah. It's not as glamorous. Like, it's, man, you're putting out fires all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you're <clears throat> screwing things up all the time. Right. And it's, you know, the entrepreneur, 
figures out a good way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Has a good mindset to be like, okay, I fucked that up. Let's retry something else. I'm a little smarter for it, okay? And eventually maybe you make a ton of money one day. And those challenges need to be welcomed because nothing, nothing worthwhile is going to be achieved by you or realized by you without getting I mean, uncomfortable. We talked about. I've had it. to relocate. We've had to spend more money than we thought we were going to spend. Our first episode didn't drop till like two months after we thought our first episode was going to drop. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. It's part of it. Yeah. Patience. I learned so much patience through that, it's man. Annoying. I don't know about you, but I did. Yeah, it, it's it's annoying. It's frustrating. And then it's like, okay, well, if you just expect things to take longer, to cost more, to be a little more frustrating, then when it happens, it's like, okay, well, we mm-hmm. called it. You know, it's like, now it's here, now what? Right. And we'll get into it in, in some of our, our book talk today. But... One, uh, one thing that uh, Richard Carlson from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff said, the way re- we relate to our problems has a lot to do with how quickly and efficiently we solve them. Mm. So it's like, understand it's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to screw it up. You're going to lose money. You're going to spend more than you want to. You're going to take more time than you want to. You're going to lose more sleep than you thought you might expect it to come and then it's not a big deal just a small little bump in the road it's not a roadblock speed bump not roadblocks so what he's saying is it's not it's not the problem itself it's how you react to the problem yeah that's what he's saying and how quickly and efficiently you work to solve that problem mm-hmm. like some big issue you think you have might take five minutes to fix five minutes out of your entire day spit in the bucket it's not a big deal problem I love that it's a frame of mind there's no there's no if your house catches on fire that's a little bigger problem okay right. that's not one of the small things that's a big right. deal but 90% of things going on in your day is a bunch of small shit that you just then you create these pictures in your mind that are you create scenarios that probably will never even happen mm-hmm. but if they do it's because you created that image already so you drove it to actually happen yeah that's what fear is because then that makes you right mm-hmm. like oh I knew that was going to happen but did you gear it that way yeah. did you make that picture beforehand and then gear it towards that exact scenario then you were right not saying but I'm saying takes one to know one Tim yeah. <laughs> I've done it I mean, that's, we talk about visualizing, that's visualizing in a negative way. Exactly. When people, man, kids I graduated with, uh, you know, you hear, hey, how you doing? What you doing? Well, doing this. So, it's the next 40, 50 years till I retire. And it's like, wow. Even if you're half joking. <laughs> Come on. Even if you're half joking. You got some seriousness to that, to that statement. What, how does that make you feel when you hear someone say that? Almost a little bummed for them, dude, honestly. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want you to think that this is it. Like, I don't want you to think like, oh, this is the same thing I have to do in the next 40 years until I retire. 
one, who says you have to retire or and or do this the next 40 years? Do this the next five and then go do something mm-hmm. else that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Or 10 years, get all your fat corporate money if you got a fat paying job and you're like, not forever, but for what I really want to do, I need to rack up some capital. Do that for five years. Yeah. And crush it. And then take the gamble. Be a lot happier too. Guarantee it. Still gonna have a little stress here and there. Fuck it. Yeah. And I mean, if if you want that life and you're happy with that life and you're comfortable with, with that life, more power to you. Go go ahead and have that mindset. But if if you're gonna complain at all, if you're gonna dream about anything worthwhile that you want to do, that's not the mindset to have, right? It's like you listen to Gary Vee or something. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. have been listening to him a little more lately. Yeah. Because there's so many podcasts out there. But I agree. It's like. But, Man, I, I've lived the life of as soon as my eyes open in the morning, I'm miserable. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And now not being there, for a time it was almost foreign. Like it was like, whoa. It's kind of not right to mm-hmm. a degree. And now I can't think of ever waking up like that again. So it's, you know, I've been there, done that. And it's easier said than done to get out of that so back to your question why do people avoid showing the hard shit or talking about the hard stuff I mean because it's hard mm-hmm. some people are really good at showing that too yeah a lot of people still don't want to or they try to show all the best they can and there's really not much going on so there's nothing else to really show and you hype up what is happening? I don't know. Speculation. I like that. But I think people are also realizing that the more you hide, the faster, the faster people are going to realize it, and you're not going to succeed. Because we live in a very um, kind of glass world of transparency now with social media and things and. People are going to find out if something's not true or if you're just um, all talk, no show. Uh, I, I think, well, maybe more in the podcast space, it feels like transparency, vulnerability, honesty is the winning key. People think it always hurt, hurt the business. Now I think it's what helps build one. Mm-hmm. Humility. That one, that one sticks out to me. Just, yeah. I think that involves like people are so afraid to fail, but failure and at the end is winning because you learn what not to do. You put a risk out there, and you, and you learn. I mean, you learn what not to do, and it, it helps you win in the long run. I say it means you try sh- to do something it's a short, too. Yeah, you actually put forth the effort, try to do something meaningful. Yeah. yeah. If you failed, you're next to someone who didn't even try. Right. Think about it like that, like. Oh man, I failed again. It's like, well, you tried again. Someone in the cubicle next to you at night didn't even try. Just saying. I think people are too hard on themselves. And what did it cost you? I mean, it didn't work out, but you're still in the same exact situation that you were, even if you wouldn't have tried it. Try again. So people are always afraid of what they're going to lose, but. The upside, you don't see it at the surface level, but the risk you take, I mean, 
What went and an accumulation accumulation of risks. Yeah. Multiple failures yeah. are gonna end up in that. I promise you. Like what went right? Yeah. See what went right. Yeah. Start there instead <laughs> of oh man, what went wrong? It's like yeah, get to that too. You gotta fix that. But what did you do that actually worked and was right? Right. You know what? Uh, you know what I love about this. Huh. And why I love my job. Why do you love this? Because my job teaches me this every single day. <laughs> if I'm co- if I'm all out uh, calling businesses or reaching out to businesses for a day, I'm gonna fail technically. Uh, fail that day, because we talk about failure being a, a short term mm-hmm. failure, but a win in the long run. I fail like ninety percent of the day, but the ten percent where I reach a decision maker agree, agree that there's a problem that needs to be solved by us and they trust me in that initial conversation enough to give me information to quote, give me a time for a meeting. That is the win for the day. But I wouldn't have gotten that win if I wouldn't have failed or not gotten in touch with the previous 25 people before that conversation. Yeah. And that, and it, the fact that I get to see that on a day-to-day basis like that, it's kind of cool. Like it, it's, it's tough, but it teaches me that every day because while someone may not want your services right now or trust you right now or not interested right now, they might be like a year down the road and you just gotta, gotta keep, keep trying. Yeah. And going through different people. It's a no. numbers game at the end of the day. It is, yeah. That's, that's Sales what, that's is what that teaches me. Yeah. So, I like what you said about that. Hey, thanks man. Really <laughs> appreciate that. Did you watch uh, Seinfeld? Yeah, I did. Uh, David Putty. Remember David Putty dated Elaine? He kind of he had that voice. He kind of talked like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wore the oh leather God. jacket yeah, with the eight like, ball is, on the back. It does sound just like that. He had the leather jacket Thanks, with the, the eight ball on the back. Yeah. Remember that? I was like, hey, talk to the eight ball. <laughs> and he'd turn around and point his his thumbs down towards his back. Hey, talk to the eight ball. Read it. <laughs> I love it. Whenever we do that voice, we just hey, hey, thanks, man. I always think of David Putty like. Just gonna, hey, gonna say eight ball. Talk to the eight ball. Yeah, that's right. I love it. Well, that was always my my dad and I's favorite line. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, I love Seinfeld. Not many people our age know Seinfeld or any of that. Or so whenever someone does, like, yeah, I watch Seinfeld. I'm like, oh man, I can nerd out with you right now. My favorite thing was Kramer's entrance every time. Oh, his slapstick is just the greatest. Who is that actor? I mean, is he is that actor in anything else? I don't know. He was I, funny. I, I know he was on uh, uh, TV. Uh, was it? Oh, shit. He's super famous. Um He's on a nighttime show. Michael Richards is his name. Once. And, dude, he got in trouble for dropping the N-word on uh, TV. Oh, really? Yeah, he got in, uh, he got... He's 70 years old. A lot of scrutiny for that. I forget when that was, but, yeah, man. Um, I remember that got him in quite a bit of trouble. I imagine that that really hurt his career. I'm sure. It's unfortunate that's what sticks out, but I do remember that being an issue. Huh. But yeah, his slapstick in Seinfeld was some of the greatest I've I've seen. Like he's, he was so good at that abrupt, just like over exaggerated, but yet perfectly timed and executed uh, physical comedy. Yeah, like that. slapstick. 
and it's just like it's so good from top to bottom you saw everything and just like it was perfect <clears throat> I always loved seeing though there were times when you could see Jerry was like almost about to lose it at the actual like episode that they were whatever they were saying or doing you could tell he was like actually trying so hard not to laugh like to not absolutely lose it mm-hmm. and I like seeing those and I like that they left those in there when they did happen because then it's like it brings you back like okay they're on TV but they're just as human as me because they think that shit's funny too yeah like that because it is funny and seeing them it seems like it's actually really, happening it trying seems like really hard there. yeah seeing them trying really hard that's to why not, it's awesome. not laugh even though that's their job to not laugh it's like I like to see that every once that in a while that makes it so real mm-hmm. yeah and it's like yeah because that is funny you should laugh too Jason Alexander I think he probably did it the most <laughs> yeah I would say Dude, George, George Costanza. I love the one episode when he's like, you know what? I've decided I'm going to do the opposite of everything I think I should do. So then we met uh, this one girl. He goes, I'm alone. I live with my parents. And I'm unemployed. And it just worked. And it all worked for him. And the girl was, like, super, like, into him. It was just like, he did the opposite. All right. I think I know what I'm watching tonight. Dude, I love Seinfeld. Man, I could watch it. I've seen it all so many times. I could watch it for days. Yeah. Over and over. Newman. But, all right, man. What, uh... Which, uh... I know you got some book talk here. I did want to talk about something I went back and read this week in one of my books. Uh, 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. Okay. What did you have to go back See, and, and read? Yeah, so it talks about like seven daily... And I'm curious why you had to go back and reread through something. Oh, uh, because I just... I love that book. Uh, I, I have my book... I didn't book know sh- something like drove you like, man, I, well, because of that, I need to reread this. Actually, book. yeah. I'm trying to be more efficient with my time in terms of scheduling, doing things I like, uh, being, getting the most out of my day. So mm-hmm. the 80-20 principle talks about that. 80% of your results come from 20% of your activities. So an efficiency book. And it talks about like... It applies that to happiness and people's like well-being throughout the day. Like 80% of your happiness comes from 20% of your activities when you look at it from that point of view. But just saying like the, most of the majority of your happiness comes from small things. Um, but he talks about seven daily happiness habits that you can kind of incorporate into your day that no matter what shit is going on with your job, um, anything else, if you can incorporate these like components into your day in some way, and it doesn't even take that much time, really, out of your day. Like, that's what it talks about. Like, these, these th- things that you do here that I'm about to talk about can be 20% of your day. But you'll be happy every single day because you're able to do these things. Uh, it talks about exercise. Okay. So that could be running. That could be going out to your driveway and shooting a basketball for 15 minutes. Um, anything exercise because it releases endorphins. And we've talked about that before, but it makes you happy in general. Uh, and then the second thing is mental stimulation. So... This could be anything, like doing a crossword puzzle, reading a book, talking with one, one of your friends for 15 minutes about a really engaging topic. Something that's going to stimulate your brain, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, and then spiritual, artistic stimulation, or meditation. So this is like meditation, visualization, praying, uh, yoga, anything that's kind of like 
you look within yourself or you look to some higher being something like that that's something that involves trust in yourself trust in others something like that spiritual um, and then the fourth thing is doing a good turn paying it forward doing a small favor for someone whether it's hold it it could be as small as holding the door for someone it could be picking up someone's coffee getting someone's coffee for them any anything that it, it adds value to someone else's day that they didn't ask you to do something like that that was, that was the fourth thing so everything I've listed so far, exercise, mental stimulation, meditation, doing a good turn, that probably total you could do that in about 45 minutes to an hour, so, so far. Um, and then the fifth thing is taking a pleasure break with a friend. So that could be, oh, if you've been working in the office all day, going out and getting coffee with a coworker for 15 minutes. Uh, I, play, I play ping pong with my roommates. That's, I play darts with my roommates. Something like that, that you can do something with a friend to get you off something. That takes about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, giving yourself a treat. That is the sixth one. So you grind all day, stressful day. Do something that kind of rewards yourself, whether that's eating something that you like, like a, like a scoop of ice cream, something, something that congratulates yourself for a good day. Because it's okay to praise yourself for being good at what you do. It's okay. Like you can, at the end of the day, just be like, you got through today. You were strong enough compliment yourself in some way give yourself a treat that's the sixth thing and that takes 10 seconds um and yeah that's yeah giving yourself a treat and congratulating yourself for actually six and seven so you technically technically okay. six things bottom line is all these things you can go back and listen to them but this doing yeah, run, these things run through them one more time exercise okay mental stimulation meditation or some spiritual artistic stimulation doing a good turn or paying it forward, doing a kind deed, taking a pleasure break with a friend, and then giving yourself a treat slash congratulating yourself. I'm going to group the sixth one. Okay. So bottom line, people, is that stuff, if you, I mean, it takes longer or shorter than whatever it may take, that probably could take up an hour, hour and a half of your day. How many hours a day are you awake for? Because uh, you sleep for anywhere, anywhere between six and nine, and the rest, you're, you're up between 10 and 12 hours a day, so uh, more or less. I've been trying to work on my sleep, but I've been pushing some days 16, 17 hours. Yeah. So, I'm like, awake. this stuff, it may even be, like, 10% of your day. Yeah. But think how much happiness those things would add to your day. Right. Well, fortunately, and I know it's not for everyone, but I'm blessed enough to where my job has a lot of those incorporated. Right. Mental stimulation, exercise. I mean, I still do my own exercising, but within my job, I'm still doing exercising. I'm mm -hmm. moving all day. Mental stimulation, uh, kindness for others at certain points, you know, outside of just my, my scope of job. Like, maybe I'll set up one of my doc's rooms for the next day mm -hmm. just because they're finishing something up or, you know, they might be having a, a quick combo here, and I'm like, I'm just going to do that real fast. And then it's done, and then we're good. But yeah, so I. That's good. Now that I think about it, yeah, and and I love my job. So that's when you know you're in the right job. Mm -hmm. Like people, take a minute. If your job that you do incorporates these things in some way, and you like doing these things, then be thankful for your situation because that's. I mean, that's. But it took me a long time to get there. Right. Right. Like it took me a really long time to find that. Yeah, and you realize you didn't have that because right. you were self-aware. That's well, you know you I'm made getting right better thing. at it. Yeah. Yeah.
So. But, uh, yeah, no, it took a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it like that, like, I have a lot of things incorporated <clears throat> into my work. Yeah. So, it makes sense. I love it then. Because mm-hmm. I have daily habits of happiness every day. Yeah. By trade. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I know it's not everyone's situation, but kind of lucked out. Mmm, that's good tea. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you uh, you uh, dropped off Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff, uh, yesterday. And so I started reading. It's a nice, fast read, thick little book, but I like it. And uh, I kind of touched on some of it earlier of we relate our problems and how that has to do with how quickly and efficiently we solve them. So we kind of already touched on that. But that was something in the introduction of the book. And I want to start with that because a lot of people, I think, still overlook the introduction. There's really good stuff in it. I mean, this book alone, I got some really good takeaways immediately from the intro and you know more so than some of the chapters I've already read but one thing that stuck out he's like everything seems like a big deal so we spend our lives dealing with one drama after another everything is another drama episode and when I think of it in terms like that it's like okay we need to get out of this victimhood mentality which is really hard to do. It's a lot easier said than done, like everything. But that victimhood mentality will keep you there for as long as you let it. And everything is a big deal. And it's it's hard to take the path of least resistance sometimes. Not saying don't work hard for things and do that, but sometimes you have to let life just happen and respond and don't react to it. Don't try to overpower it. Because then you'll drive yourself deeper in this hole of like, oh, everything's happening to me and it's not going my way. It's like, well, maybe you're still trying to force yourself the wrong way. Maybe there's too much brush going in that direction. Take the route that's kind of already a little open for you. And it's like, oh, okay, now we're talking. Um, but with that, it's like, you're going to get bumped around like life tosses everyone around in its own way everyone has their thing that they're dealing with but it's like how are we dealing with those things and are those things really monstrous things to deal with Mm -hmm. or are we like man everything is just coming down on me all the time this and that it's like if someone's not getting back to you let them just keep doing it because that is way too much time and energy worrying about why or the fact that oh they didn't like this post or that, that's wasted energy and you're going to be miserable all the time thinking like that change your energy be like okay I don't have time for that I do not have time for that stuff I need to worry about what I'm doing because I want to accomplish this 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 and this in my life so now I need to live differently I can't be living focused on that small garbage because that's all it is it's garbage and noise and resistance wants you to keep hanging on to that Mm -hmm. take the path of least resistance don't worry about that it's tough sometimes but you know it's 
you know, maybe this day at work someone made you do extra work. It's like that's very small. Yeah. Don't let that be a day ruin or, or put you in the most sour patch mood. Like it's like bowling with bumpers. It's like you can get bumped around from side to side. That bowling ball can get bumped around side to side and you can still end up hitting a perfect strike, knocking down every pin. So it's like, okay, you are gonna get bumped around until the day you die. You can still end up hitting some strikes, knocking all the pins down, getting the most points. You can still be the one who, who, who wins when, when you get bumped around. You can still be the one on top. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was just the intro. Um, another thing that I really loved was making peace with imperfection. Well, one thing I want to I want to add one more thing to your first yeah. one before you move to the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just reminds me like when you let something outside of you, like a drama that you were talking about, like control you and like defeat you mentally, and th- which allows you to like not be productive moving forward. That's when you let things. Con- that's letting things control you. But like when you let something that happens to you and you kind of step back and like count to ten and just think of, think through it and then move on from it and use it turn into a positive emotion that's you being in control of it so it's it's a constant battle of letting things control you and you being in control of your emotions and the situation so and you and you re- and you said that perfectly i just wanted to Absolutely. say that's what no. i got from you, what you just said so. love it okay go ahead and move to the next thing um and because you said that now the i got my phone to read uh read you off my background Life is not always perfect, but it's always what you what you make it. So make it count, make it memorable, and never let anyone steal your happiness. Mm. So, like, and and I hate when you're in a rut and you're getting kicked while you're down, and someone's like, "Oh, your happiness is on your attitude." And it's like, man, I don't want to hear that. I want I want a little more empathy. Yeah, but at a certain point, you have to start to think that same thing. At a certain point, you know, like, deal with it, cope with it for for a minute deal how you got a deal and then realize like okay at a certain point it is on me now now I need to change something mm-hmm. um, so don't let anyone or anything control how happy you are uh, control what you can and don't worry about what you can't and then find path of least resistance mm-hmm. Be like okay I'm not going to deal with this but uh, yeah the next biggest thing um, and I got I got through uh, a number of chapters, but the ones that stuck out most so far uh, make peace with imperfection. So, as people who put a lot of content out to the world, nothing is ever going to be perfect enough. Like, it's never going to be just right. There's always one little ambient noise, one too many ums, or this or that. We'll get better at mitigating a lot of those things with just reps but it's never going to be exactly how we want it. it. It's just being okay with that and realizing that that is just going to distract us from everything else that we're doing correctly and that is actually working. Mm. And so what he says in the book is, uh, this is a quote from him, the very act of focusing on imperfection pulls us away from our goal of being kind and gentle. So, if we focus on all the things that aren't as right as we think they should be, 
uh, instead of being grateful, we start to focus on what's wrong. Again, focusing on what's not going right. And when we do that, we can't be kind to others if we focus on all the, the wrong things. Yeah, it takes away from your kindness. And that, and that puts your mental state in a downward spiral of like, mm-hmm. this is going wrong, this is going wrong. Man, then you're back to that victimhood. Yeah. Right back in being the victim. I love that. And how'd you get there? Because you focused on imperfect things that like, one person has ever been perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, based on what you believe. So, nip that in the butt. You're not going to achieve that. None of us are. Sorry. It's just the way it is. Right. We've already been imperfect, so accept that that's the way we all are. Uh, but if we keep honing in on that, not letting that go, that's more resistance. Being like, man, this is not perfect. This is not going the way it should. Man, you can't be kind to other people if you're just focused on, oh, it should have been this way. You should have said this. You should have done this. Like, okay. Yeah. We, we can play that game forever. And then you'll spend 80 years miserable hating everything because it's not just the way you want it. So those were the biggest things that I had. There's so many diamonds from this book, man. I love it. You're going to love it. I I can go on for days. Yeah, Yeah, we can talk about it. And I want to talk more about this book as time goes on. Yeah, those were some of the biggest uh, that I've read so far. Um, And it's just, I I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. going to read a ton today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I got from that is, yeah, life is full of imperfections that's for sure and your attitude towards the imperfections is what I think is reflective of what your happiness level is because it allows you to go out and do the things you love to do and be kind and gentle and create value for other people and become the person you want to be if you're not spending time worrying about the imperfections and realize that it's it's part of the big picture of the whole right it's the beauty of it like Picasso's paintings put it all he smashed it all together somewhat there's no per there's no really perfection about his paintings because they're just disorganized but them as a whole they're just perfect perfect to look at yeah so it's cool yeah i mean i'm excited for you to read this book it's it's great i love it man you can literally so people this book each chapter is literally like two pages so it's fast and each chapter it has uh it has the chapter number and it has like the overall point that the chapter is trying to make so like chapter 47 it says argue for your limitations and they're yours like just the fact that you can just open up this book and it's going to go to a chapter that says something like that Mm -hmm. i love it i can't wait for you to read it it's a meaty meaty little book but it's fast to read too yeah book talk was all about richards today richard carlson with don't sweat the small stuff and richard coke with 80 20. (laughs) you keep throwing this book on the table that makes noise sorry hey Talk to the April. That's what I should have said. <laughs> that makes noise? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that book. That's uh, mm-hmm. already becoming one of one of my favorites. So I think I'm going to keep track this year how many books I get through. Especially after talking to Marquise. I want to keep track of my, yeah. my books read this year. So now I have a, a different motivation to... Make sure I don't get sidetracked off my reading game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that conversation with Marquise. People, we're hopefully going to be able to get this episode out by Thursday, but you're not going to want to miss this one with Marquise Martin Hayes. It's, it's, it's going to be a good one. Unbelievable. Yeah.
Hopefully we get it out Thursday. It was, but. we need to get it out Thursday. Yeah. It's, it's a necessity. <laughs> it is an I loved his energy. necessity. I loved I his energy. I was addicted. Yeah. His energy brought my energy up. We went Good an hour and a half and it felt like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we'll definitely have to have him back on. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah, we talked about it. But. All right, man, you got anything else for today? Dude, I think I'm good. Okay. I think I'm really good on this one. I, uh, yeah, I was really pumped about a lot of book talk today because that got into a lot of good points um, and some that were super relatable to uh, the business, but I know to a lot of other people because they're very general yet specific concepts and, and ways to go about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was super excited. I was reading more this morning. Woke up, woke up kind of early, and wanted to get some reading in. And it was just knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. So yeah, I was really pumped to mostly get into a lot of that. But uh, yeah, man, I'm all good. Yeah, feeling yep. good. Feeling good. good today. Good. Yeah, people. So this one was all. Hopefully, hopefully you got some knowledge from this one. And what I got from is focus less on the small stuff. Don't sweat it. But focus on incorporating happiness into your day, the seven daily happiness habits, exercise, mental stimulation, meditation, spiritual, doing a good turn, take a pleasure break with a friend. Congratulate yourself. Congratulate yourself for, for getting to this point in your life because you've, you've been through a lot probably. Um, and the fact that you're able to be alive and listening to this podcast, you're able to wake up this morning, that is something worth congratulating. So If you're able to read, yeah, you have eyesight. Yeah. And everybody, uh, I just want to say thank you to, to Dan Fusen for this for this intro and outro music that Love you're about music. that you're about to hear uh, very shortly. Uh, and he, uh, he definitely came through for us, and you definitely got to go follow him and, and see what he was about. So uh, phenomenal musician. D a n f u s o n. Dan Fusen, go follow. Him. Money. Uh, hey, look, everyone, go check us out. iTunes, Spotify, uh, leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you like, what you want to hear next, uh, what you want us to talk about, what other issues are going on that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Uh, let us know. Uh, we love hearing back from you. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks again for listening.